we've talked heroes. We've talked super moves. It, it was a natural progression. You guys expected this, and frankly, we expected it. Villains, you love them, you hate them. Yeah, sometimes they're villains and they turn good. Sometimes they're just villains that kind of turn good but still seek their own ambitions. Yeah. And sometimes you have villains that are just, you know, they need to die. And yeah. you really expect the day that they die. And when the protagonist puts their fist through their face, you just, it's joy. You get that satisfying feeling and yeah. Absolutely. And, then, and of course, before we get into it, gotta say, uh, we've hit 100 followers on our Instagram. Guys, if you're not following our Instagram, Please do. We've, we're have we putting in some effort. We're actually posting some anime stuff. So if you like seeing anime in your feed, go check it out. I Married a Weeb Pod on Instagram. That's the only plug, I think, for this one. Yeah. And those that are following our Instagram, thank you so much for the follow and engaging with our content, giving us likes and listening. Because if we don't get those, why are we doing this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's not why we do this. Our disclaimer. Yes, our lists... Per usual, we're, of course, trying to not have each other's the same people. One of these, of course, is the same. I thought it was a special one, but then I think about it, and it's probably on everyone's top list because he is an absolute son of a gun. I don't like him. I hate him. Is this the one that we guessed it, was on our This list? is, of course, the one, and we'll get into that. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and do the usual Take us away, Danielle. Oh, boy, I'm not prepared. Who do I talk about first? I'm going to just talk about my favorite. Okay. Whoa. Wait, right away? <laughs> Wait. Okay. Well, I got two favorites. So they all you got to do is listen to this one and then call it a day, guys. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Who is um, favorite number one? Favorite number one, I'll do like my A, B favorite, Goku Black. Okay, what the heck is A, B favorite? <laughs> like, he's not A. Like, you know how you categorize things? So he's your B things. favorite. I mean, he's he's kind of tied. I, I don't know. I think he's tied for favorite just because he's always evil and he's always going to be evil and he is destroyed. My, actual, my other favorite is he's getting, like, redemptive. I'm just confused <laughs> regardless. <laughs> Listen, I'm blonde. I'll call it out. I never said that what I say makes sense. That's okay. <laughs> I don't make sense either. That's why we're married. All right, Goku Black. I think it's a good choice. Yeah, I mean, Goku, you start watching. It's in Super, right? Yeah, it's in Super. And uh, you don't know what the heck's going on. Yes, and that's, dra and, that's Dragon Ball oh, Super. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Dragon Ball way. Super. If you didn't tell by me saying Goku... It's something Dragon Ball. Seriously. I know some people don't know anime or just listening because they're very supportive people and we love them. <laughs> but yeah, Goku, that's a name. Of course you know what that's from. Yeah. So Dragon Ball Super, it's a really crazy plot line to follow. So I'm going to give you the Spark Notes version. He is Goku Black is another character, Zamasu who gets his ass kicked by Goku, mm -hmm. completely handed it to him on a silver platter. That's true. And Zamasu already kind of had a wavering feeling about humans after getting his butt kicked in. He's like, I really hate humans. He's some kind of big figure player in the scheme of universes. And he, under his mentors, like, oh, I think we should destroy this planet because the people on it are vile, despicable. I don't think it was Earth at the time. And he said, no, that's only a thing that the gods can do, the gods of destruction. Mm -hmm. So then he despises all of the gods of destruction. And he his main thing is to just be the best. Yeah. Gets this ring can start absorbing people and he I think he, he he's absorbing people then he's also jumping between universes yeah correct? because that's how he gets the physical appearance of goku because he goes back in time in trunks time which goku is now living in if you didn't watch the other bits of dragon ball <laughs> this isn't going to make sense to you but if you have keep pace with me <laughs> i promise they're like listen i have seen it i still don't know what the still heck you're <laughs> so he ends up defeating goku absorbs him and that's how he has all of the powers of goku mm, yes. and can keep up with him and he's sexy <laughs> i don't i'm not attracted to normal goku because he's a little too silly for me he's a dumb boy but admittedly this goku a lot cooler, a lot more stern, and on top of that, has a big scythe. Yeah, scythe, oh, and then he's got the uh, Super Saiyan Rosé, which 
I don't drink a lot of rosé. I just like it because it's pink, yeah. and he's got the black hair, the black getup. Listen, it's sexy. Girls, if you're listening, just Google Goku Black. Maybe watch some YouTube videos. Listen to that. Cue the pitter-patter of the keyboard. Then people go, nope. <laughs> we uh, even, you like him so much. I like him so much. That, a goal when we were in Japan mm-hmm. was to find a figure of Goku Black and... Boy, howdy, I found one. And it's I, cool. It's cool. He's in, in a forward stance, uh, stab motion with his spear oh, with the rosé. Yeah. And uh, he, we have another Goku figure that I think was the first Goku figure. He's not from Japan. He's from a, a different— um, Quake Collectibles. Yep, which is in Schomburg. I think so. And uh, bought him. So Goku is in Super Saiyan form, reaching forward with his fist out. And then you got Goku Black. We got them paired up. It's they're never moving. They're always going to be yeah, in that always con- be fighting configuration. Other. But um, yeah, Very so cool. I, I just he's uh, Dragon Ball is good on every arc. They're going to give you another level up where you don't know if they're obviously they're going to win. This one really pushed it to the limit. Yeah, and everyone does like to say that Dragon Ball has kind of lessened in quality. It may have, it may have not. I'm not sure. I I enjoy watching it. It's kind of like that whole, we've said this before, the Transformers effect. It's flashy and it's fun. I don't need the complexity of, say, Death Note or something of that sort. This one was good, and he was one of those enemies in Dragon Ball Super that I very much enjoyed that segment. Mm -hmm. But... It's because he's sexy. No, it, it's not. <laughs> I hope that's not why I like him. Uh-oh. <laughs> Anywho, with you, okay, good. That's a good start. Yeah. Now, with this list, we do tend to, of course, there's other villains that we love. There's some that I wanted to add, but instead of bringing up Yu Yu Hakusho every time <laughs> and Hunter Hunter every time and something else. Yeah, it's really hard for us to go to our top five shows and just there's always going to be character in any of those top five which we talk about ad nauseum uh i really tried to pull some that maybe don't come to the forefront some of them do but some that so we can talk about other shows that if you haven't seen you should watch because obviously every show we're going to talk about are things you should watch unless they're not and then we'll tell you so (laughs) and unless you've watched it then didn't like it then we were that's our bad but it was probably your fault (laughs) Don't worry about it. With this list, I tried to get a couple more shows into the old repertoire here. We've got Kyogai, the drum demon from Demon Slayer. Oh, man. What a a good show. What a good show, right? (laughs) So we have the drum demon here. He is part of the 12 Kazuki, which is basically the demon lord's kind of squad. And he's in the lower rank. He's in like the lower six. Well, was, I should say. Eventually, he was deemed not to be powerful enough, so he's like, later. And so this guy's just been chilling in this house. Boy, howdy, it it led to some of the sickest animation I'd ever seen in a show. The character design's cool. He's just a cool uh, demon. So our main character ends up entering this home. Let me just pause you there for a second. Go ahead. You just called the demon cool. (laughs) Oh, this is a real cool demon. It was just bizarre. Go carry on. I just... (laughs) (laughs) Well... Fair. Uh, just funny. Sorry. <laughs> That's one cool demon. <laughs> uh, so he has a blood demon art that revolves around manipulating this home that he's in with various effects using drums located all across his body. So I have kind of taken some notes on where they're at. That's not the point. But basically, his drums can rotate the rooms. Did you have him on your list? No, I did not. Okay, good. I only say that because she decided to look at her phone for a second. It got me a little worried. <laughs> no. He has, you know, one on each shoulder, one on each leg. He's got one on his navel. And then there's one on his back, which how the heck? Hey, you know what? He must be. He a f- had, yeah. He's he a was- cool demon. He can do whatever the heck he wants. Hitting his right shoulder will rotate the room he's in to rotate to the right, left shoulder to the left. So you kind of get where that's going. He can rotate these rooms. They animated in such a way that. The camera's keeping with the rotations. I thought you were going to hate that because your motion sickness, but it was done well. So yeah, it was, it was very well done, yeah. And also he's able to have like his, his navel and all that stuff. That basically by hitting that one creates a three claw like slash through the air towards the character. And then he, the one on the back. 
Mac teleports him to another room within the mansion, I guess. I can't vividly remember, but the coolest part was him just flipping the room around like just an absolute psychopath. And uh, that's kind of it. It was pretty cool. You know, the one thing, and I'm surprised you didn't have that spider guy in that last, um, for the spider family. They That was, oh my gosh. That was good. Good Lord. But that scene was so cool. Well, that's just it. This guy, he... The other guy who was in so many episodes, not saying that this guy maybe dies really quick or something like that, <laughs> but, you know, the other guy kind of stuck around a little bit longer. So I, I was like, yeah, well, they say he's like had the most his... powerful for last. So. Exactly. This guy might not be the most powerful, but he's got drums. Yeah, so. it was. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah. And the sad part about Demon Slayer is all these demons have like these really sad like backstories and it's just. Sad to see their development and where they end exactly. up. And that's, that's the one thing I like about the show is right before they're going to die, you get that, which is terrible because you <laughs> killed people, <laughs> eaten them, made them into demons. And you you want me to give you that sympathy and I'm giving it to you, but I don't feel good about it. Exactly. The show. Yeah. You're going to have these fights. The demons are going to be close to death. And our main character, they do it because he's a very sympathetic, uh, cool little guy, Tanjiro. But he is given their last moments. He's kind of sympathizing with them. Then they go back and show, you know, the classic, what they were like. You, I'm just repeating exactly what you just said. So forget <laughs> about what I'm saying. Well, who's, who, who's the next on your list there? I'm going to say another sexy one. And I'm actually okay. going to represent with a lady. Oh, okay. See, now I'm more interested. <laughs> Do tell. Uh, Lust from, from Full Metal Alchemist yeah. Brotherhood. Perfect. Which yeah, she's a homunculus, and um, it's been so long since we watched this show. Yeah, we got to give that another watch. So good, you know. And you know what? Speaking of, got to give it another watch. I don't know how these youngins watch so much anime. Listen, people, I don't need to tell you how old I am, but I'm not a young whippersnapper anymore. I'm gonna be reaching a milestone age this year, and. <laughs> I don't know how to keep up with how much anime is out there. And I don't have the confidence to even try disclosing that number (laughs) because that's not what you do. (laughs) So Lust, she's a homunculus, as I said. As her name suggests, and Danielle clearly suggests with a lot of enthusiasm, she's she's a good-looking chick. She's sexy. She's fine. Yeah, she is fine. And um, so she has a whole bunch of siblings, obviously based on... The sins of the body. You got lust, gluttony, envy. Gluttony. What a sickening pig, that man. Yeah, disgusting. So you got all these different homunculus with these different traits. And unlike her siblings, lust doesn't display her personality based on her namesake. Gluttony, he's always eating people. You got envy. He, You know, their doing and their personality is 100% based around their characteristic. And she isn't. Instead of being lustful towards other people in the show, it's her prey that is lustful towards her. Yeah. That is what is kind of traps them in that web. Yeah, you know, she's a siren. Is what exactly. She is. Yeah. yeah. So um, she's really patient and intelligent too, versus her other lustful or sinful Yeah, they're siblings. all more primal and. Yeah, they kind of just go with it, and she kind of has a plan. This is going to just open us up to also seeming like we don't know what we're talking about. Which is the one that can change his form? Like I think that the... that one's Envy. Envy. Yeah, he can look like other. Man, what a good show. Yeah. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Check it out. I'm yeah. telling you. So other than the fact that she's hot. Yeah. She's also, which makes her a great character, uh, immortal. She's got poison immunity. She's strength. She's like she's she is she is strength. Hey, I know exactly. She is woman. She is strength (laughs) and regeneration. And she's got spears out of her fingertips. So the the fingy spears. Yeah. yeah. So she is a formidable foe Mm. and it takes Mustang a lot of a lot uh, of trouble, a lot of trouble and exhaustion to get her down and defeated. Not that she does get defeated. We don't want to spoil that. Correct. I mean, <laughs> she's a homunculus. She's got to die. So eventually. Yeah, maybe she kicks she the gives, She gives the group a run for their well, money. I'll a tell lot. You, I believe it was a pretty brutal scene, too, because he was. Yeah. I think it was. But... I, but casualties, maybe not deaths, but a lot of blood yeah. lost or blood spilt on both sides oh, during blood that lost. fight. Nice use. <laughs> Proud of you. 
Cool. Yeah, I think that that's a good one for the list. She's not like exceptional by any means, but she's one that you're more scared of in the show. That's for sure. So <sighs> Danielle's going to love the show, of course. I've got one from Inuyasha. Oh. And I'm not sure if you're going to know which one. And you've been basing everything on foin and hot. <laughs> I finally have one. That's pretty fine. Okay. Nice. We have Sakasagami no Yura. I know, right? I didn't know it either. She is the hair demon. Like, she's really oh early in the show. Oh, my gosh. She's like 5 or 15. Like, she's in the, like, beginning. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah she's she in, like, is sick. I think she's probably episode six. I think you're right. Like, yeah. somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You were watching it. I wasn't too concerned. Except for then her episode came up. I was like, hey, I like this episode. She was the first kind of formidable one in the show because her power is, I think she's, t- it's such a stupid thing, but she's technically like a comb or something. Yeah, she's like a com- possessed comb. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah, there's some weird things that get possessed in that so, show that turn into a demon. Yeah, so in that regard, this villain's stupid. You love a comb, baby. <laughs> I'll get you one if you like it so much. I don't have the hair for a comb. <laughs> so... She's a hair demon. <laughs> Anyways, you kill me. <laughs> she's a hair demon, and she's kind of manipulating the hair, and it's a kind of a freaky episode. She first shows up when you re- they're in this town, and suddenly the villagers are almost like floating and attacking each other. But then I think it's Inuyasha. He goes, wait, there's like strings pulling them. Yeah, she uses her hair as kind of marionettes. Yeah, and causes villages to kind of just go on a rampage against themselves. She ends up actually getting Inuyasha in quite a pickle. I think ropes him up and then ends I think up, Kagome has to... She jumps into the real world at some point during this fight. And while she's jumping down the well, Yura here has her hair kind of strike towards... It's almost... It's like she's legit one of the first scary bad people because she is getting close to hurting them and all that stuff. I think that Lady Centipede, though... Sh- Lady Centipede. Centipede. <laughs> what is going on with me? The Lady Centipede was a little creepy, but this one, less creepy. More on the complete opposite of that. She's a comb, but she looks good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only time you can say that. Anime. We like it. (laughs) So that one's a quick one. That is what that is. Let's hear another one from the Danielle list. Okay, I'm going to pull out one. I'm sorry. You may may have left him out on your list. Oh, here we go. You said you weren't going to bring up the show. Oh, here we go. Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, here we go. Shinobu Sensui. And he's an awesome And, man. you know, I'm teetering on sexy because he's like, you know, that's just what it's going to come down to. The are they hot? Got... Are they hot? Are they are they a villain? Yes. Are they hot? Yes. No. They're on Danielle's list. <laughs> let, well, let me simplify this even more for you. Is he tall? Yes. Any woman, I'm game. Yeah, that's true. all how it works. True. This dude's tall. He's got legs for days. He yeah, that was the, watching all of his fights with Yusuke. I'm like, this guy's legs, are he's like a spider. Well, he's yes, so half long. of you know half his attacks. I think he's trying to kick. It's basically like he's loading a trebuchet from his lower half. And he's just gonna <laughs> absolutely demolish you with it. Uh, but no, I his have... leg. I'm talking about his leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I have Sensui more under the devious. Yeah, and brilliant mastermind too. Well, yeah, he was a hero. Turned villain. Which yeah, is so insane. unfortunate. So you find out that Sensui, he's a former, the former spirit detective before Yusuke. Yep. And he was born naturally gifted in the spiritual senses. And Koenma thought he would be a perfect candidate to be spirit detective. Yep. And, and he was. And he was. You know, he had a very black and white view on good and evil. Yep. Demons bad, people yep. good. And unfortunately, there was a case he had to work, and he ended up witnessing kind of a feast, yeah, a feast or a celebration known as the Feast of Human Vices. And they, the scene he walked in on were humans killing and torturing, killing, torturing demons. And he was like, humans are as bad, if not worse, than demons. This was some straight up Illuminati action. He walks into this room. They're doing so that even I mean it doesn't like show it all, but it you see like shadows pretty, on the wall and it's like pretty brutal what they're doing to these poor demons. Yeah, but 
Poor demons. Cool demons. But the kind of person that it takes to torture. Anything, really. Yeah, yeah, like if you're torturing an animal, I view you just as bad. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a demon or not. It's something that is has a mind and it's True. it's just messed up okay? the whole scenario was just gross and uh and so as as anyone would be mm-hmm. he now sees the world as gray yep no black or white anymore and he essentially to deal with that as his coping me- mechanism he gets multiple personalities he becomes a schizo yeah we're not talking one we're not talking two i think there's like seven eight. yeah something eight, i thought but yeah so he is a very formidable foe against Yusuke because he has all of these different personalities. Now they have different fighting styles and the real Sensui doesn't show up really until the end. Yeah, I, I, I must add, because we haven't really given the gravity of what type of villain he is. He's trying to open a gigantic portal, which will act like a highway for some of the most terrible demons from demon world to come on over to the human world. To just kill everyone. And just obliterate the human. You know, it's textbook, mwahaha, evil person, let's destroy the world. But a, a portal, the biggest <laughs> demons, the guy's out of his mind. Yeah, so that's who I had. He's, oh man. Hey, it's agreeable. Weird. He's powerful. He's powerful. I'm going to keep trying to do a couple more not on our usual type stuff. This one you're going to have nothing to say about. <laughs> I don't even think you remember the show and we have to rewatch it. Uh-oh. Hey, you remember FLCL? A little fooly cooly? Do you know what? That was, I think I had only watched maybe three. I was not deep down the anime black hole. I was very new when we watched FLCL. Yeah. I did not like it, and it's probably because I didn't understand, nor my mind was um, molded into understanding the well, nuances of anime. <laughs> I, and that's just it. I think it is a wacky show. It's only six episodes, and this is one that I remember you'll reminisce with people who used to watch it on the late night slot. And I'd say, wow, I loved FLCL. And I remember going into, wow, this is going to show my age, the store Suncoast at the mall. They had movies. It was basically a cooler, hip blockbuster where oh. you're not renting, but you're buying. But Suncoast had the DVD, and I remember how we were at the pit family, went to the mall. You remember those, too? Man. <laughs> and we were walking. I saw in the anime section, and that was the cool thing. They had an anime section. It wasn't when, like, Best Buy now, you go in there, there's anime. That wasn't how it was. Okay, you young whippersnappers. So going to Suncoast. I see the DVD. I'm like, wow, cool. I see that you've got the three discs here, I'm saying to the worker. But where's is there more? Can I buy more of it? And the guy's like, no, that's it. <laughs> and I turn around, I'm like, no, this only has two episodes per disc. There's only three discs. He goes, yeah, the show is six episodes. I sunk into myself. I was like, but there's no way I watched this show for months. <laughs> Like there's, and I had this time warp happen. It was almost like a Berenstein, Berenstein type bear situation. Oh my, yeah, yeah. It, it actually pisses me off <laughs> when someone when I think about that. Because you're a Berenstein. Yes. Yeah, Berenstein bears. Yeah, I don't know where the Stein came from, and it's a pain in my Stein. It was from the Deutsch. Das ist ein Berenstein bears. Ich liebe bears. Shout out Frau Bliss. Anyways, this show, Daniel, and and a lot of people who haven't watched anime, if you've watched it, I think you've watched it and you've probably enjoyed it. It's a wacky one. It's basically you're following this weird, super metaphorical way of a teen boy going through growing up, just puberty, the awkwardness of it, and all that good stuff. So quick, quick rundown of the show. This kid's in a little town. There's this big company, Medical Mechanica, I believe it was. Don't look I, at me. Trust me, I'm not. I'd rather look at the clothes at this point because I know that you are not a fan. Not a fan at all. So there's this company. It's this big iron. There's this big smog over the city. So all the people are like, this is my town. Nothing really happens here. And this one chick uh, comes to town, which I, what was her name? That is going to be a problem. <laughs> That's going to be a problem because I, was it Haruko? Yeah, I think it's Haruko. She's this Vespa woman who comes into town and just causes chaos. You know, it's like when you're in middle school and that first girlfriend shows around and you're like, well, I didn't know anything about anything until that. Uh, you know what I mean. Man, you're good. That is her name. Nice. All Haruko. right. 
The brain's not totally fried just yet. So she comes to town, and just this chaos starts happening. She hits his head with a guitar. He starts growing stuff out of his forehead. Trust me, I know this sounds like a fever dream. Because it kind of is a fever dream. It is. Dream. I think that's why at the time, with not that much under my belt, I did not understand what was happening. But the soundtrack's killer. The animation was awesome. I just loved it as a kid. And it's it's got a special place for me. So let's get to the villain. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I want to know. No kidding. Well, the main baddie technically in this is Adamisk, which is a cool name. He is the Pirate King. And he is... You don't really see him much. But when you do, he takes the form of this giant glowing red bird thing and basically he is a gigantic entity type deal and he steals entire solar systems so his physical appearance is bird-like i think they might change otherwise i'm still just talking about the first season of it because this was something that there was only one season and then now i look into fooly cooly and it's got i think two more six episode seasons hmm. i want to see it but then at the same time i want to keep this where it is. If you guys think that I'm being stupid and maybe should give that a go, if you have seen those, just hit us up on the Instagram that we plugged at the beginning, like a bunch of... Crazies we are. <sighs> the crazies. Anyways. He's just cool in the way of, he's this... He doesn't even need to be in the show, but you feel his looming presence as things are going on around town, and it's just... I love that show a lot. I like the name. Like, not FLC. I like Fooly Cooly. Fooly Cooly, Yeah. It was <laughs> it had one of the best credit songs, too. I, uh, that's for another episode, another episode. What else you got cooking over there? So, talked about it a little bit, this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I ever really finished it, but I did enjoy it. Uh, Shishio Makoto, and he's from Roni Kenshin. Ah, Bandage Face. Bandage Face. <laughs> and do you know this was, I'm excited a, again, I was so excited when I found out because I listened to some clips. Steve Blum. My man, Oh, Spike. my gosh. I totally forgot, didn't remember, and I think this was before I was completely on the Steve Blum. Like, my ears were not accustomed yet to listening to his gorgeous voice. If this podcast ever becomes something and we get Steve Blum on this show, I will. That's it. That's the <laughs> pinnacle. I think we'll just shut it down right after that. Oh, we love that voice. Um, so, yeah, I was so excited about that. And so, Shishio. Shishio. He is extremely ruthless, sadistic, cold-blooded. He took over as the Potosai after Roni Kenshin stepped down. That's so right. So he filled that position. And... He strongly believes in the concept of social Darwinism, where the weak exist only for the benefit of the strong, and he is devoid of compassion and mercy, you know. He was screwed over by the government as being an assassin hired by the government. They betrayed him. Like, I think they poured oil on him, set him on fire. They tried to kill him. He didn't die. Now he's covered in these bandages, and his internal body temperature... He basically has to stay, like, cool. Mm-hmm. Stay cool. Stay cool. <laughs> S-A-O. Nice. The, um, all the time. And he can, I didn't remember this from the show, but he can only fight for increments of max 15 minutes. Oh, no kidding. Because his body starts to overheat because he doesn't have sweat glands. So his internal body temperature just spikes. He can fight for longer, but 15 minutes is when he's... You know, I got to wrap it up. Granted, he doesn't usually get that far in a fight, but Roni. Yeah. Anime is like, and I don't want to be on a list for saying this. Anime is like the punk music of it is so anarchist. Like the government is not really ever too good in any of these shows now, are they? Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So other than this unique weakness which is extreme hyperthermia hyperthermia nice. um he is a master swordsman and it's as i said second only to kenshin's as he proves in their legendary fight yeah that was a cool fight and he's got a sick move called kaguzuchi mm-hmm. and it's one of his ultimate techniques he's got a great arsenal of techniques a lot of them deal with fire which is crazy because he was burned with fire, (laughs) but he activates it by scraping his blade along, or his blade from base to tip, 
along his sheath, creating a small fireslide clone coming off of the edge of his sword. And that's when you got to love anime. Tell me that's not taking the uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger deal. Are you going to burn me alive? Well, game on fire cyclone from sheath. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's yeah. He's got a couple other moves involving like I think he has another move where just pulling his sword out, he drags the blade along Mm. the inside of the sheath and it's on fire. It's so cool. It's so cool. I mean, oh, yeah, that's it. Okay, I mean, I know there's a, a lot more we could talk about these, but my next one. The Queen of the Bull Cut is going to be my <laughs> is going to be my teaser. Seven, and she's got oh seven deadly sins villain. I know, right? Oh. I forgot about her as well. We're talking Molescula. She is the floating, pale, purple-haired, bull-cut, snide chick. She's there when they're fighting against that, like Escanor. Or is she in the fight with Escanor when that guy? Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. His, she's. Aspie. Yeah, she's there, I think. <laughs> she got a bowl cut. I just never noticed, Her, I guess. Well, she got a fringe. Oh, oh, oh. So, oh, oh. no, yeah, I'm giving the wrong imagery. Sorry, guys. Basically, her bangs are a bowl cut. Okay. So I'm just a boy <laughs> not talking about anything, anything. So not a bowl cut. Man, I thought about her. She is cool. She's cool. She is Faith of the Ten Commandments, which in that show, available on Netflix, this is a pretty easy one to get into. We are always going to gauge it with... Is this too anime for someone to get into, or is this doable? This one's totally doable. Yeah, is it's, it's it, got its weird things. Is it but. Devil Man Crybaby, or oh, is it okay? <laughs> Devil Man Crybaby, you didn't hear it here. <laughs> so in this show, you actually have your main characters are called the Seven Deadly Sins, and then your main baddies are the Ten Commandments. A little swip swap, if I might say. Yeah. So she is a snake. She's in every sense of the word, physically. Well, not physically, because she's a girl. Hi, hi, But she is basically using this this black matter that is seen kind of with the bad guys in this show, and she can use that to form wings to fly. She can enclose her opponents in it. She uses it as a bunch of different ways. I'm not going to go into all like the ways she's using her moves, but she is just cool in the way of she's always calm and collected. She knows she's powerful, which is always cool, and a villain, of course. And basically, she was just created as she was a snake that bathed in the miasma of the demon world to gain her demonic powers. Oh, miasma. Yeah. That plays a big role in uh, something in else. Yeah, there you go. And I'm not going to get quoted on this, but I think I was reading somewhere it was like she was in this stuff like 300 years or something like that. Hmm. Time doesn't exist for these demons and these ultra-powerful things. And they stay hot for way too long. It really makes me sad. It, it, tr- it truly. Because beauty should be something that comes and then fades. You shouldn't be able to have that for 300 years. Yeah, like demons and vampires and all them. Yeah, that's not, that's not very fair. <laughs> but she can be her human form. She can be a gigantic hooded snake form. We don't like her in the snake form. A L- little scary. Don't like that. But this form, she's cool. And that's... <laughs> We're getting back that's, into that realm of they cool. That's that in a bag of chips. Yeah, the old chippies. Don't worry, we'll pull out all the stops at the end when we do our shotgun, <laughs> shotgun spitting up the absolute despicables. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Oh man, so do you want? Uh, where are we at? I have one more of my tippy top. Do you have another one, and then we do the shotgun? I have. Well, your top one is on my list. Or like your your other top one is on my list. So that's one of them. And then I have a couple I can shotgun, but one I would like to talk about from Hunter Hunter. Okay. Uh, you want me to go on my Absolutely. last big one? This monster. This. He, oh, don't my talk. gosh. Take that back. He's not a monster. Who are you talking about? Shoshomaru. Oh, my gosh. I thought we were talking about show. Okay, we'll talk about that later then. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, no, Shoshomaru. Bay. Shomaru's cool. I'll give him the cool factor. He's turning into the villain now being redemptive. And uh, I can't say he's going to be a hero. I still have maybe 20 or so episodes left. I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. Listen, this Inuyasha train is a long time coming. And it's only going to keep going because of the announcement of a new show. Oh, my god! Because of the daughters of Inuyasha and Sashomaru. 
it's going to keep going, and I don't know if you're yeah. going to keep up with it or not. No, I am. Okay. I am. You're in it. Yeah, I, I'm in fair. it to win it, and because I need, I like having that resolution. Now, would you call Sashomaru cool? Um, I think he has a more cool demeanor, like uh, personality-wise. I'm not talking about that, like slang. Do you think? Oh, oh yeah, Sashomaru, cool. I guess he is. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but now, the only reason I'm bringing this up is a totally the old bait and switch here. Remember when I called the demon cool? Do you remember? Because <laughs> I remember. But he's not evil. The demon Are we're talking you about out of your mind? Is this the same Shishomaru that I grew up with? Uh, not at the point I'm watching. Yeah. Good looks can just get people away with anything, huh? And yes. We... <laughs> that is yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, gosh. Then what does that mean about hot serial killers that like are hey I'm there's not, hot serial killers no but like in the back in the day was it um ted bundy people thought he was really good looking or was it uh i don't know i'm not on i'm not on that people whole trend were, of like yeah like people were like oh i can't believe it was it because he was so good looking and man i, I think i just dug myself in a hole here that's a tangent um, i don't even know i don't even know about but anywho <laughs> so <laughs> now that i've caught you go, go forward with your sashomaru so i've talked about him before half brother of inuyasha from the show inuyasha a feudal fairy tale a feudal fairy tale, <laughs> which is the full official name of the show oh no kidding yeah and uh he is a day a daiokai which I found out doing some deep dives on him. I got some yeah, really great info. Like so he's more powerful than a regular demon. And what gives him this title is he's able to assume a human-like form rather than other demons that have one form and they can't make their appearance change. Yeah. He has his, like, dog form. Big dog form, And then yeah. his human appearance form. And his main mission, obviously, through most of the series, was to defeat Inuyasha. But now his main goal, we don't really know why, is to defeat Naraku. Yeah. Which is the main bad guy 200 episodes deep. It's kind of annoying that there's really only one bad guy. But it's eh. consistent, to say the least. (laughs) But yeah, I think. With a lot of filler episodes. With the amount of episodes in this show, please. And the amount of times he squeaks away like a little snake at Naraku. So what I love about Shishomaru, as I said, antagonist turned protagonist, is his changing personality over the series was a catalyst after meeting Rin, which Mm, is a little girl. Her um, village gets attacked. She's an outcast in this village. She gets attacked by a bunch of wolves and she dies. And Shishomaru has a sword. And it was given to him by his father. But the sword, unlike the Tetsaiga, which is Inuyasha's sword, which can be used to defeat people, he has the Tensega, which is only used for healing. Yeah. So he can slash it at someone if they're dead or dying, and he can heal them. And he just doesn't understand. He doesn't want to use the sword. He sees it as weak. He wants to be powerful. Oh, so you're a softie because he shows his soft side and actually brings it back to life. Maybe. <laughs> so he brings Ren back to life and uses his Tensega, and she is the third part of the group along with Jockin. So Jockin, the she, ultimate, the yeah. ultimate homie. She is just so cute too. Okay, Lord Sashomaru, and just yeah. follows them. And Not scared of anything either. But no. I guess if you've died once to wolves, nothing's gonna stop. You. And you know what? She knows there's things. You know, she gets situ- she gets herself into situations, and Sashomaru. Sashomaru is always always there to save her. So of course. it's really sweet. And um, listen, he's got no weakness. Weaknesses, the dude. He heals. Quickly, he's kind of immune to most poisons except the miasma and uh, spiritual powers. He has a pretty good resistance to little weak by it because obviously he's a demon. But, you know, he's just awesome. And, yeah. and, and you yeah. know, you have to be very powerful when you're walking around with a big old boa and still managing to look cool. Yeah. Right. Is that what you call oh, that uh, thing? Yeah, which I couldn't rightly because. Um, Good thing you brought that up because there was something about his appearance that I wanted to say, mm-hmm. and I glossed right over it because there. I'm rushing through my notes. Well, take it easy. Let's slow it down. But I couldn't get a consensus on that fur. He gotcha. wears a fur over his shoulder, and some people said that it was his tail from his demon form. Oh. But 
other people has have said no, that it's just a fur like cloth to um, identify his dignity or like his royalty, I should say, okay. which kind of goes into his kimono. So his outfit is more Chinese rather than Japanese inspired, which I thought was interesting. And the red and white cherry blossom flower crust at the collar and the sleeve you can yeah. see actually notes that he has royal birth, which I just thought it was like a cool aesthetic. But cool. You know, it's just I think that that because we can't make a consensus if that fur is his tail or well, not or something else. It's very, very important as random people on the Internet are. What does my wife think it is? What do you what do you find cooler? The tail or this this royalty deal? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it I don't know if I really care. As long as he's wearing it or not, I mean, I don't care. But <laughs> oh god, um, I don't know. I never really thought about it before until I heard people debating about it on the internet, and I was like, oh, I just thought it was part of the outfit. That's another specialty of the internet: arguing about things that you wouldn't know, you wouldn't even know I that wouldn't... that mattered. Exactly. So that's why I don't even know if I really have an opinion about it because I never really thought about it. Absolutely. So I'm going to do one more, hopefully quickly. Thanks for sticking with us this long, guys, who are hearing this. I'm going to do one more, and then we will do our Full Metal Alchemist one, the other one. Yeah. Okay? So mine is from Hunter Hunter, as mentioned, and it is going to be Nefer Pitu, one of the royal guard uh, in the Chimera Ant arcs, one of three guards to the King Meroem, who could be on this list easily because he is very cool, and I like his progression of going from super evil to then almost becoming too smart to... He, Keep going with that stupid plot and him go, you know what? Wait a second. Why would I do that? And then, anyways, you cried over him. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. Never P2 is more of a cat-like ant kind of deal, however you'd want to picture that in your head if you've never seen the show. Thighs of steel. Listen, those legs. Crush a watermelon. <laughs> and then some. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Easily distracted. Very playful of the three. They, she just, very cat-like. Just much more... Personality out of Nefer P2 here, being a cat, of course, right? So, also, though, a little terrifying because, well, very playful, doing other stuff that, like, you know, ripping the head off of someone, well, a little too casual when ripping the, it's a little creepy. What I will say, and the reason that it made the list is very cool, as far as, like, you know, the aesthetic, the, the, the fear, and the scenes that you see with our main characters and this character, but... I will have to add, you want to give respect to a villain, this is one of the most—heroes generally will try and keep it quick for the enemies as far as death. They're not killers. They're not trying to revel in anything. But when Gone gets to this son of a gun, wow. <laughs> Imagine uh, a melon, if you will, and you punch it into the ground. Now, say you did that for about a half hour until your best homie came up and said, dude, take it easy. That segment of the show where Neferpitu is just getting absolutely mollywopped, <laughs> just insane. That was one of the most satisfying fights with what happened. And I don't know how many this Hunter Hunter is something I never want to spoil. Of so course. I'm not going to spoil it. But the effect and the outcome of this Based on what happened just prior to Gone and what leads him to absolutely demolish, <laughs> playing with his food a little too much, yeah. I think you know instead of just getting it done, it so it's terrifying yet to see such a sweet character going that berserk on an enemy. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's completely it satisfies that lust you have for wanting Nefer P2 to be absolutely demolished, but then you have this utter terrifying You don't want your sweet feeling. boy doing that. No. No, not, not our sweet boy. boy. I'm fine with Killua doing that. Yeah. He was born and raised doing that, not my sweet gone. <laughs> exactly. With that said, that's why I made the list. I, th I think... Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I would think of Meruem over... Well, of course, but that's almost a, and you know what, I'm just going to, this was on my list, but I don't really want to go into it. Mm. Meruem and Frieza, they're very good villains because they were born with it. Yeah. And that is very cool. And there's this almost unbridled 
confidence that comes out of them. Mm. And that's very cool in a villain. But there was just a bit more of like a little bit more layers with this one. This onion yeah. had a little bit more uh, walls in its old fortress there. Yeah. So the last. The last one. Man, this guy. Do you know that he does this act four episodes in? To the show. To the show. Yeah. I put him on the list, started doing and I was like, this happens near the beginning. And I couldn't. And what I will say with this is you show any anime fan the picture of this guy (laughs) and the dog and his daughter. Oh, my God. It's up there with Butterfree flying away. (laughs) Okay. This is one of the saddest moments I've ever experienced in any show ever. You can put that one on the books. That You can chisel that in some stone. <laughs> this episode, wild. And this is like one of those characters despicable. Like if if this person could be real life, I don't know if I if I had the chance. I don't know. I'd if take I a could. road trip to beat his ass. <laughs> Wherever they incarcerated this guy. Oh, my gosh. So so before you get into it, oh. his first name, what mm. I will say is the in the original Japanese, his first name is pronounced Shou. But in the, uh, well, in the English dub, they do it as Shou. Mm. So you can say either. There is no right. There is no wrong. I'm going to call him Shou, I think. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Anyway, Shou Tucker. Yeah. He's a bioalchemist and Ed and Al... Elric go to him to research how they can get their bodies back. Exactly. They've lost it for some reason in the show, and they go to who they think is a very prestigious alchemist, the Sewing Life Alchemist, because he earned his license two years prior for creating a chimera, which is just basically you synthesize two beings into, into one form. You just marry them together into one form. But his was capable of speech, which was what was so, like, special about it. What exactly? See, we're going to spoil it, so please. He's despicable. We hate him to his core. If that's like, man, I'd I'd like to watch it and see why these feelings have manifested, please check out. Just stop right now. Stop right now. You can pause it. It's a podcast. Don't pause it for too long, though. We need you to finish the episode, of course. But go check out. It's on Netflix. It's on Crunchyroll. It's on all these. It's only four episodes in. We're not asking you to watch a whole show. You'll end up watching it. It's very good. Spoiler alert. Show Tucker. Okay. Mm. So they're in his estate and they're going through his texts trying to get their bodies back. Well, in this case, one of them get his arm back. One of them get his entire body back. While they're there, they meet his daughter, Nina, and their dog, Alexander. There is no wife in the picture because she had passed away earlier. And it's you do feel for it. He's a single dad. He's trying to take care of his daughter and this big of an oaf dog. (laughs) Dog. And here's the problem. You eventually have this pivotal thing where you find out. Wow, he had the first speaking chimera. I'm going to let you just try and take a moment and think, well, how would he have made something speak? Interesting. So Ed and his brother take off for a bit, and then they come back. And then they're – and there's a lot of pressure on on show here because you create such a breakthrough uh, in alchemical, you know, progress that he now has this pressure on him. He needs to create something new, something – he it's his his license is and at the, stake. And the point of the speaking chimera he made first, it died. So he did make it, but it didn't live long. True, so yeah. now he's trying to replicate that and really perfect it. And I think the government might be – I thought they were putting maybe a little pressure yeah, on him Yeah, they were going to take his license for sure. Yeah. And we don't need to – I don't think we need to handhold with this. Well, when they come back, Nina – and the dog, Alexander. Well, they're gone. Are gone. And you're starting to get this weird vibe. Now, your worst, yeah, you're, you, 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 even though it's nightmare. just one episode, this little girl is so cute. She's such a fun little, oh my gosh. So you already love her. And then she's gone and you're like, no, he didn't. There's no way. Yeah, yeah, he did. And so Ed and Alphonse come back. They, he goes, I did it. I did it. I got another speaking chimera here. And it is this weird beast-looking thing. Very dog-like, but it With does. long hair. Longer hair. And it says, it starts, it speaks a little bit. Does it maybe say dad? Or, very, like, or no, garbled. It say. It's very garbled, but it's talking a little bit. And then I think at some point, and I wish I remembered this to the detail. I don't, I don't want to rewatch it. It is so hard. I have to watch it again. But 
the thing ends up saying like Ed or Dad or something that tips off, you realize this is Nina and Alexander have been. He basically gave up his daughter's life to create her and turn her into this creature. And it is devastating. The boys, it is a moment in that show. Yeah. And to Ed and Al's justified fury, they want to wrangle. They want to put their metal hands around his neck. (laughs) Exactly. Choke the living life out of him. But um, and I'm I'm pretty sure they don't get they are end up being under house arrest. Yeah. And then. Unfortunately, he is not, Show Tucker is not brought to trial for his mm-hmm. crimes. Him and, you know, the chimera that is now. Yeah, created. Are die in a fire. Yeah. So not only does our biggest butthole villain not <laughs> come to justice in what we would There's, perceive. Yeah, he, it's not the justice you want. Yeah. Absolutely. You want this dude, I don't know. I don't know. You want him a, a pulp. You want him Neferpitude. <laughs> Plain and simple. Listen, I'd be fine if Neferpitude didn't get that and it was instead. Do the swap swap. Yeah, yeah. we'll do Neferpitude in fire and we'll do show here in the just junkin' smash. Yeah. Oh, my wild. gosh. That is, yeah. I, I'm surprised that that didn't make the list of times that made me cry. I'm sure it did, and it was so long ago I don't even <gasps> yeah, remember. Yeah, we didn't have that included, I don't think. That's that's heinous. Yeah. I actually had him under the category of unforgivable in my list. So. Oh, I had that under other, which is basically— okay, that's unforgivable. No, okay. it's basically <laughs> asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so with that said, that was a very long-winded one, guys. Thanks for making it to the end. That, this is just like Super Moves, just like all of our other segments that we're kind of doing where you'll see more of these. We just got to keep ever expanding the the horizons and we'll have another Put eventually. new anime under our belt. Absolutely. So with that said, per usual, I, I got to do it. I'm done. Danielle's over here burping. And once <laughs> she's done, you got to tell these people, tell them goodbye. Bye, guys.